The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hill Hotline. And Ceasefire Black Friday starts now. Get deals like your choice of top smartphone free with trade-in. $100 off tablets and wearables and more. Find tons of incredible deals at ceasefire.com backslash Black Friday. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Let's go to the control room now with Mr. Jack Schultz for the Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. Can you believe just one game remains in the 2019 football regular season? With the loss to number one LSU on Saturday, Ole Miss fell to four and seven overall, two and five in SEC play. They face Mississippi State for the Egg Bowl at 6.30 on Thanksgiving. The Bulldogs are four and six overall, two and five in SEC play, with a home contest against Abilene Christian remaining. The Rebels' postseason hopes hang on an Egg Bowl win and a strong enough APR to earn a bowl bid. While the defense struggled against the Tigers, the offense scored 41 points against Edo's number one team, propelled by quarterback John Rice Plumley, who won the SEC Freshman of the Week honor for the second consecutive week. Plumley rushed for 212 yards and four touchdowns. He is just the fifth SEC quarterback to rush for four touchdowns in a game, and he became the first quarterback to rush for more than 200 yards against the number one team in the country since Vince Young in the 2006 Rose Bowl. 
In other Ole Miss sports news, the basketball team is 3-0 following its 85-58 win over Western Michigan on Friday. The Rebels host Seattle tomorrow night at 6.30 before traveling to number 16 Memphis on Saturday. That game will tip off at noon. The women's basketball team is 2-1 overall. They travel to Southern Miss tomorrow night before hosting Louisiana Tech on Saturday. Finally, the volleyball team has just four matches remaining in the regular season. After starting SEC play 6-0, they are currently riding an eight-game losing streak. They hit the road looking to rebound at Arkansas and Texas A&M on Friday and Sunday, respectively. That's the latest news around Oxford. I'm Jack Schultz. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it, buddy. A good job as usual. Uh, only one little mistake in there. We did not score 41 against LSU. We scored 37. 58-37. That's still pretty good against LSU. No doubt. Um, I think the Egg Bowl, we'll probably obviously talk more about this next Monday, but the Egg Bowl, I, I don't think that this thing uh, stacks up favorably for the Bulldogs. Oh, I really don't. Um, uh, they're not real good passing the ball, and, and that's where our weakness is, is in pass defense. We're pretty good at run defense, fifth in the or fifth or sixth in the SEC, and uh, I think we can run the ball on anybody. Yeah, you'll never make me believe that uh, Ole Miss is not going to be able to run the ball on Thanksgiving night. I mean, I just uh, – Look, I, I mean, again, they just ran for more than 400 yards against the top-ranked team in the country. Yeah, They did it against Alabama. They've done it really against everyone, Chuck. And uh, I'm kind of like you. I don't see the firepower on the defensive side of the football for Mississippi State. Uh, to be able to slow down John Rice Plumley, Jerry Ina Ely, Snoop Connor. We learned today Scotty Phillips is going to be available for that game. Uh, I, I like Ole Miss's chances now. I do. I do anticipate them loading the box. So, oh, there's no doubt. Uh, Mississippi about State's going to put eight in the box. They're going to. They're going to make us throw the ball some. There's. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, but I think the last couple of games you've seen a little bit of progression from John Rice yeah, Plumley in the yeah, passing game. Yeah, enough that you got to respect it a little bit. Yeah. But I, I'd still, if I'm if I'm putting together a defensive game plan against Ole Miss, I'm I'm saying, hey, make him throw. But you know what? You've seen a lot more of these Egg Bowls than I have. But, uh, you know, weird things happen in that game. Yeah, And, no and you can throw all the stats out, everything out. But if you want to think about it logically, I totally 100% agree with you. It's not a good matchup for Mississippi State. Um, Ole Miss offense, second in the SEC in first downs with 248. Fourth in the SEC red zone uh, efficiency. Uh, first by 30 yards rushing, 261.5 yards a game. Third in total offense, 450.8 yards. Uh, just pretty good offensive showing there, guys. I mean, uh, not bad. Conversely, defense, they're kind of an enigma. They, they, they're second in the SEC in sacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. But opponents first down, they're 14th. Yeah, but, you know, they're fourteenth in pass defense, uh, but they're respectable sixth against the run. Yeah, yeah, as you pointed out, and uh, you know they've had their shining moments this year where they they've come out and played uh, you know well enough for for the team to win. The Memphis game, 
obviously. They got off mm-hmm. to a really good start. Uh, there's been some thinness that uh, has mat- materialized in the secondary, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, some due to... Uh, you know, some guys who left the program who weren't playing and then some, some serious injuries that you're dealing with back there. We learned today Jalen Jones may not be back for the Egg Bowl. And uh, as Matt Luke said, uh, that knee injury a little bit more serious perhaps than what they initially thought. And that, that hurts you back Torn there. Torn patella. It's not the ACL they hurt, but it's a patella tendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it will require surgery. There's no question about that. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, the defense has had some injuries. They've, you know, Momo Sonogo's been gone for a long time. Ryder Anderson's been gone yeah. for a long time. Benito Jones got hurt against LSU, but he's going to be okay for the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. Tarikas Tisdale was hurt for a game. Armani Linton's been suspended for the rest of the year. Jonathan Haynes has been in and out of injury protocol. You know, so uh, not making excuses for them, but they they've had some issues. They have, they definitely have. Unfortunately, on the offensive side of the ball, you've been relatively healthy this season. Yeah, no question. Um, but it's going to be interesting. All egg bowls are in Starkville, and in 2017, uh, you know, Matt Luke got probably what you would have to consider his signature win to this point. Uh, in a yeah. game they weren't supposed to win, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how this comes out uh, next next Thursday. No, not this Thursday, but a week from Thursday on Thanksgiving. We'll be right back with uh, Coach Kermit Davis, Jr. after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Modes of Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. Avanakin's Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakin's Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow! 
When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Wheel Hotline. We're awfully proud to have Mr. Kermit Davis Jr., the undefeated head coach of the Ole Miss men's basketball. Uh, I know you don't like hearing that, Kermit, because it's so early in the season, but hey, you're 3 and 0. Shoot, I, Chuck, I never hate hearing that. <laughs> I love hearing that. I'm going to it all year long. Judge, you can say that all you want. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Continue the trend tomorrow night. So, uh, give me give me some evaluation coming off the Western Michigan game. Was it, was it a positive step for the team, in your opinion? It was in the end. I thought the first eight minutes was, I don't know, we just came out flat offensively. Ball didn't move very well. Uh, we guarded okay. But uh, we went to our 1-3-1 defense, had some help from our bench, and I thought we started getting more paint touches, Chuck, and, and I thought Sammy and Dream came along and played better. Uh, Brian started getting more downhill, getting pieces of the paint. And uh, so, you know, I, you know, KJ got in foul trouble, which I hate that. That's the first time that's happened. So we had to play without he and really Blake, you know, who hadn't played. And so had to go to a lot of guys, played 11 guys in the first half. But second half, I really thought we guarded and got in transition and got some cheap baskets. I thought uh, I thought it was a positive step forward for Hadeem. It is, Chuck, and he's not even scratched the surface where we all know he's going to get. And uh, so, but I do. I, he's had his best. He's had his best. I'm telling you about the two before that game, uh, the two Sunday and Monday. Uh, he's had really effective practices. So he'll just keep backing those up, Chuck. And then that's just when guys will just make you know continuous progress. Talk about how many practices you expect Blake to get in preparation for Memphis, and I'm assuming he has no setbacks. Do you figure he'll get minutes against the Tigers, or you know something in the range of ten to fifteen minutes? Yep, we're going we're to play play Blake. You know, if everything goes as planned, we're uh, you know we're we're off on Wednesday, but he'll get individual workouts on his own on Wednesday and uh, do a lot of conditioning and. Uh, you know, and so then Thursday will get Thursday, Friday, and just start walk through on Saturday. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely play him some minutes. We'll just see how it goes and gauge it. But you know, he weighs 226, the lightest he's been. But you know, so it's gonna it's gonna be adjustment for game speed. But we're definitely gonna if everything goes as, as planned, we'll, he'll get minutes against the Tigers. Was the Western Michigan game more what you want to see from Luis Rodriguez moving forward, the rebounding, the defense, the scoring at the rim, et cetera? It is, Chuck. You know, Luis had six rebounds. Then he got a couple of fouls, which I thought were great fouls, just going back and trying to offensively rebound the ball. You know, and uh, so I did. I, I think he's guarding better. And, uh, you know, so I hope he'll get some double-figure rebounding games. And, uh Kind of served himself even more offensively, but but I, I thought he was he was improved against Western Michigan. Talk about uh, uh, have you have you 
have particularly surprised either positively or negatively or both by any player through three games? Well, you know, I just knew that, you know, like like Sammy, it was really good to see him come on. He's so young. You know, Sammy didn't get any of the summer. He was grinding at academics, and so he didn't get here till August. And so he didn't he wasn't a luxury like Blake and KJ last year. Got June, July. Then they got the Canadian trip. So, you know, he, he's just learning on the run still. And uh, so I, I really like where he's going. Uh, you know, I just think that, you know, our team, we just got the one good thing, I think, maybe not to answer your question exactly, Chuck, is that we have so much more upside with our team. I just don't think we've scratched the surface yet with offensively execution and, and our depth growing more and more. And uh, so, and I did say it, I just, this team just going to, going to keep improving. Hopefully it'll just grow up right in front of the fans' eyes. They'll see it. But I do think people have seen a, a progress from Mississippi College exhibition game until the other night. Give us a little scouting report on Seattle. Yeah, you know, you got all starters back. Them and uh, Western uh, excuse me, them and New Mexico State and possibly Grand Canyon three favorites in the WAC. They've got really nine guys that have played last year, five returning starters. they got a guard that's something. He's He's, uh, he's averaging about 24 a game. Uh, he's one of the best rebounding guards in college basketball. He's averaging about eight a game. He leads them, and not many point guards lead them can lead your team in points, rebounds, and assists. So he's very good. They got a big that it can play in all day in the SEC. Six ten, as athletic as anybody. And so last you know, the other night, they were down seven to Syracuse late. Syracuse stretched it out at the end, mm. but. Uh, College basketball, and I told our guys, I said, you know, uh, Kentucky gets beat by Evansville. Everybody said, well, Kentucky's going to be fine. We're not, we're not there yet. I mean, we we we, we got to take advantage of every single game, and so this game is, is a huge game for for us, and uh, just some things that we're trying to not only get to for as improvement, but just in March, you know, as those things go down, I mean, these games are critical. And 6.30 tomorrow night in the pavilion, and you've had good crowds so far, and uh, I know you're uh, anticipating another one tomorrow night. I hope so, Chuck. I was a little disappointed in the one Friday night. You know, the one Friday before, uh, it was great. We had 7,500, and sure appreciate everybody came. But, you know, the, the Friday night before was bigger than, than the one before the LSU game. I really thought we'd, hmm. we'd be close to selling it out. So uh, I just hope that, you know, like I said, we got to get to the point, Chuck, we say it a bunch. Our students, everybody's coming to watch us. We're not going to be perfect, and it has. They've gotten a lot better, you know, early in the year, averaging well over 7,000. That's a good thing. Uh, but I hope tomorrow night we'll really, really have a, a real, real good crowd. Early signing period, Matthew Morrell, um, I mean, come on, Kermit. That's, that's, that's really elevating the recruiting here, and uh, I'm so happy for you there. But give us some insight on, on his ability. Yeah, he's he's one of the most athletic guards in the 2020 class. He's powerful, he's fast, he can shoot, great mid-range. He's an excellent student, great mom and dad. He he, is, he fits Ole Miss so perfectly. And uh, we've just been in that process for a long time. Win Case and our staff did a great, great job there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of obvious he, he grew up in Memphis, but he wanted to play in the SEC. And uh, he visited four SEC schools in Texas, and so it was. It, it was. It was a good get for us. Uh, Matthew's going to be a tremendous player for us, and the the Rebel Nation is going to love watching that cat play. He's 
he can do some unbelievable athletic things at the rim. Is that a kid that can come in and play quickly? Sure can. Yep, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's, he's 200 pounds, he's explosive, he's mature. You know, you get to IMG, so you're going to be well-tested. That's going to help him, you know. So it's just going to – yeah, he's got great, great chance to come in and impact our team. And you know, we only have uh, one show a week, so I've got to ask you about Memphis. Uh, I know you don't like to look ahead, but uh... – what in your mind is the significance of that game, particularly now that you're recruiting there pretty heavily, uh, of playing a Memphis who's, who's ranked 16th in the nation right now? Yeah, you know, we, uh, and with, with or without James Wiseman, they're very good. They're undefeated without him on the Bahama trips and the other games, and they played good. So they're, they're very talented, play hard. Uh, I haven't seen as much of them on tape. I watched a little bit of the Oregon game, not much. I'll direct myself there Tuesday night after we get through with Seattle. Uh, but I, I love the game because it's, you know, it's just a robbery game in basketball. Uh, I think tickets will be hard to come by Saturday. They're going to be hard to come by when they come back to the pavilion next year. It's just a game that's really meaningful to both schools. Uh, you know, as we're both growing tradition of, of basketball. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much it affects the recruiting in Memphis. Maybe it does a little bit. We've got to work smart there. I mean, you got to work smart. The, the players that you really think you have great opportunities to get that fit Ole Miss. And, uh, so, but it, it, it'll be a fun game and, uh, it's just going to be a great game. I mean, hopefully it's two NCAA tournament teams playing each other on Saturday. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Good luck tomorrow night. And all Rebels need to show up for Ole Miss versus Seattle tomorrow at 630. We sure hope to see everybody. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate you, buddy. Take care. All right, man. Kermit Davis Jr. got an undefeated Ole Miss Rebels. Rebel Flashbacks brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your own equipment at Rebel Equipment. Well, you know, like the LSU series, there's just so many memorable moments in the Egg Bowl rivalry. rivalry the immaculate deflection, the stand beating Dak Prescott and MSU's best two teams ever, they say, in 14 and 15. And then 2017 win in Starkville that took a lot of air out of the Bulldogs. But, man, for excitement, I have a hard time getting past the 15-14 win in Starkville on a two-point conversion. When Stu Patrick found a diving Corey Peterson in the end zone for the win, I thought my heart was going to explode. Later, I heard a funny story about that game. After the Rebels scored to make it 14-13, to Coach Tommy Tuberville decided quickly he was going for the win. He had a dear friend he had given a sideline pass to who was a nervous wreck on the sideline. Tommy was cool as a cucumber, walked down to his buddy on the other end of the coach's box and calmly said, I'm going for two. What play should I call? His buddy almost fainted. Of course, Tubb and O.C. Noel Mazzoni already had the play called, but the comic relief in that crucial moment was just what everyone on the sidelines needed. The rest is history in Rebel MSU lore. There have been also been some excruciating moments in this series, so it all hadn't been a celebration, but on that night it was beautiful. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. That was a heck of a night there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we get off the air, I'll tell you about my night that night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That doesn't sound good. No, it was great. It was great. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Kermit Davis is doing a tremendous job with this basketball team. I just, uh, 
and not just because he's so accommodating to Rebel Yell Hotline to the Ole Miss spirit, but just because he's a damn good coach. And that's yeah. all you can say. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's, there's no reason not to be a 1,000% behind that Ole Miss men's basketball program. I think Man, it's going to be a big year for them. I do, too. And I, I'll be kind of surprised if they don't make the uh, NCAA tournament. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back, Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're now very pleased to have head football, head football, head baseball coach Mike Bianco. Mike, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Chuck. How are you? We're great, man. Glad to have you. Thanks for spending some time with us now that fall baseball's over with. Uh, you had a different kind of fall this year, Mike. A lot of new faces and uh, a lot of teaching going on. And we've had uh, Mike Clement and... Uh, Carl Lafferty on the show this fall, and and they they mentioned how much fun it's been, uh, kind of getting back into the coaching mode, so to speak. No, you're exactly right, and uh, and we do this, you know, with uh, this many, you know, incoming freshmen and just new guys in general, even junior college guys. Uh, you know, a lot more teaching, and uh, it's you know, you, it's, I guess it's not hard to figure out. I mean, how many times you got to teach Greg Kessinger a bunt defense right and so yeah, yeah. uh so it's a whole new crew in here and uh and it's it's been a lot of fun but you know one of the things that you you're you're hopeful is that you'll get better you know uh, of course you know there's days when when you're young uh you get discouraged you know you look out and go wow you know guy why can't we pick this up or why why do we struggle in this area uh but but I think finally when we got you know here finally to November you know we could all look collectively and say man we we did get better we did improve so so give us a little brief synopsis of of what you saw be, beyond you know, getting a little bit better, the improvement and, and all the teaching that was going on. Uh, what areas were you most concerned about going into fall practice? And, and uh, what areas are you most concerned with coming out? Um, well, I don't, I don't know if we kind of go in so much. I think there's a lot of unknowns when you, when you have that many new faces. Uh, one of the things that, uh, I think for a huge positive is we really pitched it well. You know, uh, uh, maybe not the opening weekend, but just about, you know, every, every week after that, we really pitched well and, and, and really dominated at times and not just against, uh, ourselves, but, uh, 
against the outside opponents when we played Arkansas State, when we played Memphis. Uh, man, I think we gave up one run in 24 you know, innings or so mm-hmm. and uh, just were uh, super dominant on the mound uh, and a lot more depth than you know maybe we've had in the last few years. And so, yeah, uh, to watch the Casey, to watch Hoagland, you know, guys that you expect, but then, you know, other guys, you know, guys that uh, last year uh, that we recruited to, to, to add and give us depth, but now in their second year as junior college guys, guys like Taylor Broadway, Tyler Myers, uh, of course, uh, you know, Miller returns in the bullpen as well, uh, along with a lot of new faces. So I was really pleased with the pitching. You know, offensively, uh, we knew that we, we have to discover some guys. And, uh, you know, some guys have to, as this great recruiting class, some of those guys are going to have to contribute, you know, immediately. Uh, that kind of got us about three years ago, though, although the class was really good. Not a lot of those young guys had good first years. But, you know, really off the bat, I thought Peyton Chatnier, uh played uh, really, really well uh, uh, as a as a position player, middle infielder. So he'll push to you know, possibly be the starting second baseman, or maybe will bench ends up starting there. We may end up moving him to the outfield. I thought another true freshman that played really well uh, was Derek Diamond on the mound. Uh, if we were to start today, you know, you probably would think he would be the number three starter, or at least in the wow. in the running for that. Uh, and so uh, those are t- the two guys that really I, I think. You know, stood out, but there's other guys that I think are going to play really well for us. You know, Hayden Leatherwood, a junior college kid from Northwest, along with another kid from Northwest, Ben Van Cleve, had a really good fall. Uh, Kate Sammons, a, a true freshman from Jackson, Tennessee, uh, hit uh, in the mid 300s and played really well at center field. Led the team in stolen bases. Uh, him and Servideo kind of had a, a competition going. We, we give a, an award out for the guy with the most stolen bases, and I think Kate stole two in the Pizza Bowl to, 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 to win that award. And so, uh, you know, uh, a lot of those young guys started to show that they're, they're going to be able to contribute and help us. Coach David Johnson here, and I'm going to throw you a curveball. I want to ask you kind of a football question, if you will, but uh, how excited has it been for you to watch a couple of guys that when they hang their helmets up this season are going to be over there with you, John Rice Plumley, Jerry Ely, kind of bursting onto the national scene this fall as football players? I don't know if that's a, a curveball. That, that, you know, if it is, it's a blooper because we've had that. I don't know if I've done an interview and haven't answered a question about the yeah. football guys. So. <laughs> right. uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I've really enjoyed watching them play football, you know, because, you know, of course we always want Ole Miss to succeed in football and we're, we're always, you know, big fans and rooting for them. But when, when, when you have a, you know, a baseball player out there, you know, if it's Sinquez or if it's Sesmith or whoever it is, and this year to watch those guys and, and how much they've contributed, how much they've gotten better on the football field, right? I mean, how much those guys have progressed every week uh, and really been huge contributors. It, it's been a lot of fun to, to cheer, you know, for for those guys. But uh, we know it's kind of the wild card. You know, we're, we're excited about it, but there, there's a lot of unknown. You know, and that's just being honest. They're super talented. Uh, you know, certainly there's a there's a high expectation that they're going to come and contribute just as much on the baseball field. Uh, but that's 
a lot on their plate. You know, uh, you know, they got to get through football first. You know, obviously they've been over here and, and hit when they can and, and done what they can to be a part of it. Uh, more so maybe than anybody we've ever had that, that, that that's done both. But I'll tell you, uh, it's kind of a wild card because, you know, we, we kind of got to act as if they're not going to be out there, right? Uh, and then see, you know, where, where, the, where that takes us because, you know, let's face it, they haven't been in any practices yet. And, uh, uh, but uh, you can see the, the speed. Yeah, that's, that's quite evident. And, uh, uh, but I know they're working hard with their bat to, to make sure that that doesn't fall too far behind. Are they both center fielders? Yeah, or, I think they're, they're, you know, they're, they're both got a shot at center field. Uh, Ely has got a, uh, you know, an absolute cannon. We, we probably, you know, the coaches have seen both of them play, but we've seen uh, John Rice play less, you know, just because uh, uh, he's probably hadn't been out on the, on, on the circuit, so to speak, as, as much as Ely has. And, uh, but I think both will be really good defenders. Uh, and, and where there's probably, when you look at our, our team on paper, that the positions that seem to be more open are the outfield. So, you know, that, that bodes well for them. Where do you see Van Cleve fitting in positionally, Coach? Uh, we know he's well, pretty he's a, good yeah, offensively. Yeah, he's he's at first base. I mean, he's a first base DH only. You know, I, I think you know, uh, uh, you know, out of the gates, you're probably thinking DH. You know, if you you want to give up a little bit defensively, he's worked really hard. But there's some other guys that are just more athletic than him. You know, the last few weeks we moved Elko back out of the outfield, and and not because he's done anything wrong, but you know, to to put Graham in the outfield a little bit and let him move around and watch Tim play. And you know, Tim, you know. You know, I think is arguably our best first base in Tim Elko. And uh, and so I think if we were to start today, uh, you know, that 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 he'd probably be in the line of the first base. Would you feel comfortable uh coming out of now this is coming out of fall, I know it's not written in stone, uh, but go around the horn for us with uh your top prospects, maybe not even starting, maybe your top two at each position. Sure. I think at third base, obviously, Tyler Keenan, you know, shortstop Anthony Servideo. At second base, uh, it's really kind of a toss-up between Justin Bentz uh, and a true freshman, as I mentioned earlier, Pete Chenier. Uh, at, at first base, uh, there's a couple of ways we could go. One, Elko. Uh, two, Graham. Uh, that you know started and was a freshman All-American for us last year, uh, and then and another kid, Kale Baker, that we're hopeful. Uh, he he swung it really well the last couple weeks, but was really inconsistent. He was the one that was a Triple Crown winner in, in junior college, and so we we know he can hit. He was uh, at uh, you know signed with the you know, University of Cincinnati out of high school, and so we're, we're a better team if he if he can contribute and add something to the lineup. And I think he can play some first. He can back up at, uh, behind the plate around the outfield. That's where I think there's more question marks. We've mentioned Elko a little bit in the corner uh, outfield position. Uh, Hayden Leatherwood. Uh, uh, we, I mentioned earlier, Kate Salmon's a true freshman. Uh, you know, left left center fielder that can really really run. And then of course you know the the, the football guys out there. And so uh, some of it we're, we'll 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 be really left handed dominant. More we'll have more left handed hitters than than uh, we probably ever have. You know, uh, on, on one particular team. Uh, so that sometimes opens up some slots for for some you know the the few right handers that you have. Another true freshman I didn't uh, mention. 
position, Trey LaFleur didn't have a great to fall either. Him or Connor Walsh really struggled offensively to really high profile guys coming in. And you got to believe that they're going to find their groove, uh, you know, at, at some point, but they, uh, they just, you know, have really struggled offensively. And, but both are tremendous athletes and guys, and, you know, uh, I think that at some point will be stars in the program. Just hopefully it'll be sooner than later. Talk a little bit about Hayden Dunhurst. Um, I think. Oh, I forgot Hayden, behind the plate, didn't I? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you know behind the plate, it's it's nice. We returned Knoxville Posser that was here last year. Such a, an important position to to not you know return somebody you know there. I think really is like you know when you when you have some holes on the pitching staff. So you know Knox was here, he knows the system, uh, but but Hayden has really caught and uh, received and thrown well. Uh, just a tremendous arm. You know, probably would give Cooper Johnson a run for his money behind the plate arm wise. Wow. You know, great arm strength. Uh, Really athletic, can get rid of it. Um, uh, continues to get better receiving the ball, uh, and he and we always knew that you know he, he swung a big left-handed stick. You know, this fall it was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Uh, and there's times where you know you, you can see that you know that he's going to be a big-time hitter in the program, but probably didn't do it statistically. Him and Knox both, you know, offensively probably uh, there was weekends where they were really good and weekends where they weren't. And I think that'll be a battle. Uh, and one's right-handed, one's left-handed, and so you know that uh, gives us some options as well. But uh, that's a position that you've seen us, Chuck, in the past. There's times where we've played two guys behind there. There's times where you know the guy is just so good we've only played one. So we'll just see you know, who wins that position. Comes you know, you know. I think your program's hallmark has always been pitching, but going hand in hand with that, golly, man, you've had some really good catchers in your years at Ole Miss. Well, uh, thank you, and and uh, it's one of the things we pride ourselves on. Every coach is, is, was a catcher. You know, I was a catcher, and Lafferty obviously was a catcher here. Mike Clement was a catcher, and I and I think we kind of have that reputation that you know if you come here, and, and I mean you can go far back. I think everybody that's ever started in our program behind the plate has signed a pro contract. So, uh, and 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 even some guys that haven't started, you know, you know, going on, and uh, you know, we've had some really really good ones behind the plate, and I, and I think to be good you have to have good catching i mean it's such an important position you, you know the old adage you got to be strong up the middle so you got to got to have a catch you got to have a shortstop you got to have a good center fielder and so uh but uh you know and i think it's hard to pitch well without a good guy behind the plate because you know you got to not only defend the steal and throw people out people see that all the time but you know the thing that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes is those balls in the dirt and uh you know can the pitchers throw with freedom and throw their breaking ball down and go for the strikeouts well the catcher is Lock it up and, and save save them, you know, from runners advancing. So uh, it's not it's not an easy job to catch for us. You know, there's a lot of coaches that are on you constantly, but I think they get better in our program. That's for sure. Mike, uh, when you're when you're evaluating a catcher, is it always defense first? I mean, um, um yes and no. I mean. Uh, you, it's hard for me to believe that you're going to catch here at 56 games and catch every day if, if you're if you're not a, a really really good defender. Uh, but there's guys that I think can be part of the program and and not be great defenders and you know that worked those worked their way towards that. And so we've had some guys in the past where you know may have been a, you know Justin Brashear or or. Uh, 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 got Barry Gunther and some other guys that were really offensive that I thought became uh, much better defensive catchers as time went on. 
Kyle Henson was another offensive catcher that we had. Uh, and so, you know, there's times where, uh, but they got to start with something. You know, we, we think we can get you better defensively. Uh, you know, some guys, I think, come into the program and they're really advanced defensively, like a Cooper Johnson. Uh, uh, but but it, uh, I'm one of the, it's one of the sticklers that I have. I guess it's a pet peeve that yeah, it's hard for me to to sit back there and 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 you know, go through 56 games if you can't catch it. So man, that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, uh, give us a little insight on Hayden Leatherwood. I'm I'm assuming uh, that he's going to be somewhere around that fourth slot, protecting Tyler Keenan a little bit, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, and that's is why he a power I, guy. Yeah, he's a power guy, but can certainly, you know, hit for average. And a, a kid that signed with Vanderbilt out of high school, you know, went there for summer school, didn't like it, transferred back home to Northwest Community College, and, and you know, two years later, he's on our campus. And so, certainly a, a bat that you know we we think uh, you know can hit in the middle, uh, you know, a solid defender, and and that's it. You know, I think to me. Uh, it's hard to just really look at the lineup until you can start to figure out, you know, you know where the the other pieces are. You know, where's you know who's going to be in the lineup with you know Graham and Elko and those types of things. But he's certainly a guy that I think is going to uh, when it's all said and done. I think when you look at our team, yeah, there'll be some guys like, you know, Hayden Leatherwood, maybe Dunhurst, maybe, you know, uh, some other, you know, maybe a couple of the football guys out there. Uh, but there'll be a lot of guys that, that, uh, you know, people recognize, you know, Keenan, Servidio, Graham, Bench, Elko, LaPosser, possibly. And so we, even though we got a ton of new guys, you know, we got some guys that I think will hold the lineup down. Closer, Mike. Who's your, who's who's uh, candidates for closer? And we got one minute. Sure. Uh, here, uh, I think we start today. The guy that's pitching the ninth ninth inning is Taylor Broadway. He had the best fall of any pitcher on the staff. And just super dominant. Uh, you know, love him. He's got great stuff. But other guys, uh, Greer Holston. What what a what a you know great thing to watch him pitch and have as good a fall as he did. Probably maybe third or fourth in the team in ERA. Uh, you know some other guys I mentioned Tyler Myers, uh, a, a young freshman Drew McDaniel's got great stuff. But I think if we start today, you know Broadway's finishing the game for us. Who would be a, a couple of candidates for midweek starter? I think uh, you got Braden Forsythe as a junior college transfer from from Meridian Community College. Uh, Drew McDaniel, who I just mentioned, a true freshman. Uh, uh, maybe Wes Burton, a big giant six eight right hander from California. So, so several options. All right. Well, thank you so much for all the insight, Mike. Um, I know you're glad to get fall behind you and look forward to the off season and then coming in what in uh, February and getting rolling. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. It'll be here before you know it. Mike, thank you so much for your time, buddy. We really appreciate everything you do for Rebel Yo Hotline. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, buddy. Mike Bianco, head baseball coach. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight.
This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, our final segment for tonight. Uh, special shout-out to the mayor of Cleveland out there. I had breakfast with him Friday. He says he always listens to Rebel Yell Hotline. I appreciate that, Billy. I really do. Good old Billy now. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, let's go to the control room now. Jack Schultz with the Round the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Half of the SEC championship game is officially set as Georgia claimed the East with a 21-14 win over Auburn on Saturday. LSU leads the West and can clinch the division with either a win over Arkansas this Saturday or a win over Texas A&M next week. Obviously, the talk of the conference this past Saturday was the injury to Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. He had successful surgery on his right hip this morning, but is now out for the remainder of the season. Mac Jones will take over as the signal caller for the Crimson Tide. Jones started for Nick Saban against Arkansas earlier this season and finished 18 for 22 for 235 yards and three touchdowns. On the hardwood, the SEC has had an up-and-down start. Seven teams remain unbeaten through the first two weeks. Kentucky suffered the first shocking loss of the season to Evansville, 67-64 last week. Meanwhile, LSU dropped a heartbreaker, 84-82, to VCU. Florida, who received a good deal of preseason attention, is already just 2-2 with losses to Florida State and UConn. The Gators face St. Joe's this week on the road Thursday night. Other games to watch include Mississippi State at Tulane, LSU at number 15, Utah State, and, of course, Ole Miss at number 16 Memphis on Saturday. I know Rebel fans are looking forward to that trip. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, Jack. Uh, Seattle tomorrow night, 630 in the Pavilion. Noon at the FedEx Forum in Memphis against 16th-ranked Memphis. Penny Hardaway leading that program now. It ought to be a great game up there. Uh, they're really good. Of course, uh, James Wiseman has been declared ineligible and memphis tried to fight that a little bit for a week or so but th- that was a you couldn't win that no, a little bit of palace intrigue surrounding tiger basketball right now so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if that uh is a distraction perhaps saturday when when the rebels head up to the fedex forum interesting i mean they they could have kept playing the kid but they would have had to forfeit all their games now of course they may not have cared like, I, I don't care about forfeited games. I was there, and I know who won and who lost, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but and, uh, uh, that's not a big deal to me is what I'm trying to say. Maybe it should be. I don't know. Uh, but well, they, They've taken down banners inside uh, the Memphis basketball building before. Yeah, yeah. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, side-by-side, or lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. 
Or you could be a, be like David Johnson, just pay cash for it. Ah, <laughs> if, Chuck, if Chuck gives me a little. <laughs> That's Big Delta's power sports in baseball. The good, well, Ole Miss fans are divided on a lot of issues right now, and nobody can blame any feelings when the football team is 4-7. and seven. But there's some good things going on. The run game is about as good as I've ever seen at Ole Miss as it has evolved this year. And with John Rice Plumlee, Jerry and Ely, Snoop Connor, all freshmen, carrying the mail the bulk of the time it kind of deflates the young argument a bit when your best players are freshmen uh the offensive line is doing a great job in the run game kudos to all of them 37 points and 600 yards on uh, of offense is an excellent performance against anyone much less the number one team in the nation more kudos and and you can throw slot elijah Moore into that equation he had a big night the Hoops teams jumped to 3-0 and start, and they really hadn't hit the stride Kermit Davis Jr. is looking for yet. The bad, while I'm going to give LSU a lot of credit for their offensive scheme and talent, especially Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the most underrated player in the SEC, the Rebel defense just looked hopeless and helpless in giving up 700 yards to the Tigers. Yeah, they got a couple of interceptions, which should go under the good category, but when you give up that many points and yards, that's a little consolation other than the, had it not been for those plays, it could have been 800 yards and 70 points. The ugly, again, give Burrow and those wideouts credit, but the Rebel secondary didn't match up, and it made things look really ugly. Also, when Mike McIntyre did buy, dial up a blitz and blitzers had clean shots at Burrow, they came in out of control and Burrow made them miss. It was just an ugly exhibition of defensive technique exacerbated by LSU's superior talent. The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Uh, we got about one minute, David. Uh, what's the practice schedule going to be like for the Rebels, you think, uh, this week and going into Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, you know, we asked Matt Luke that today at the Manning Center during the press conference and uh, really didn't get uh, a definitive answer on that. We know he wants to rest them a little bit. So some of the starters, more of a, a mental-type practice than physical-type practice. But he also pointed out he didn't want them to lose that game speed edge, so they were going to go after it a couple of days. I would expect they'll get a day or two off this week before uh, setting sail for full preparation against for the Bulldogs. Well, with a short week, though, you, you, you'd probably anticipate practicing Saturday, wouldn't you? Probably oh, well, given, given Thursday and Friday off, maybe, or Wednesday, Thursday, that, Friday off, something like that. Yeah, that's how I would see it. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, man, if you, you practice Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's your walk through a travel day, you play that ball game Thursday night. There you go. We'll see you next Monday night with a little uh, prelude to the Egg Bowl and a little more basketball news. Thank you for tuning in to the Cannon Moser Mississippi Railway Hotline. Good night.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.